You're listening to The God Sense Show. I'm your host, Kalia the Queen. God Sense is about thinking, acting, and living on a higher frequency and moving beyond social norms and restrictions to live as our creator intended, free, peaceful, and purposeful. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I'm glad to have you here. This episode is going to talk about love and some lessons I've learned the hard way um, about love. Love is something that I never knew that I struggled with, but um, in the last season of my life, I realized, wow, I did not know a lot of things. And so it was definitely a learning period. So this episode, I'm going to talk about the last season, my period of humility and revelation. And then I'm going to get into the some self-reflections I had, talk about my childhood, and um, evaluating the choices I made and those decisions I made. And then finally, I'm going to get into godly love. So for the last period, I call it my period of humility and revelation because so much was revealed to me and I had to humble myself in some major ways, humble myself all the way down. The person I spoke about in the previous episode, my ex, we were together for five years and... um. I thought, you know, it was a good relationship at during during while it was happening. Um, I didn't realize until later that I was ignoring a lot of dysfunctional things and a lot of things that I was unhappy with, but I just continued on and um, kind of ignoring what was wrong in front of me and hoping that things would get better and seeing signs that they wouldn't, but I still stayed anyway. But anyway, I graduated July 2018 um, with my master's and life was extremely difficult. I couldn't get a job for the longest time for anything that I was applying for. That's that was within my degree field. And um, after, you know, being rejected and not getting any offers, I was just so devastated. I like I came into a depression. I was thinking, what did I do? I left my job. Um, I didn't even have my apartment. I have nothing that that's my own anymore. Um, I was like rooming with someone that wasn't working out. I'm like trying to evaluate my life, and nothing was nothing was working, and. Um, it was just like one of the worst periods of my life um, because to go from being independent, I lived alone for like six, seven years, completely taking care of myself to go from that to needing assistance. Um, I didn't get on any any like government programs or anything like that, but um, I definitely was like using credit cards to get by. Um, thank God I had health insurance, um, because my, I had no income at that time. So I I was able to get health insurance and isn't that ironic? You need to have no money to get health insurance for free. Some BS. Um, but 
during that time, I, I ran out of money and I had to get out of the place that I was living at because it was just unfavorable. Um, so I left and my option was to ask my ex to live with him. And I was seriously, seriously desperate. And that was the only way I would have asked him. And he knew I was desperate. So he's like, let me ask my mother because he lived with his mom. She said, yes. Um, thank God she did. Um, cause I literally had nowhere to go, but I just had to get out of where I was living before. So I went to live with him, my ex and his mom. And that period was the most painful period I have been through in my life. Um, in terms of heartbreak, cause I learned some things about him that I never expected. It blew my mind. I didn't know who he was. Um, and just the level of disrespect that he showed me um, after all that we've been through, because when we were together, um, he was literally at a zero and I took him to 100, uh, meaning he wasn't working, he had anything going on, but I just saw all this potential and things he could become in him that I, I helped him and I, you know, spoke positively and affirmatively and, you know, just always spoke like positive things in life into him. And so I literally got him in a, I literally got him his job that he has now because he'd even do the application. I did it. And, um, he didn't even want to do it. I literally did the entire application, did like everything. And he was acting really obnoxious about it. And again, this was when we were together and I'm um, here. I am like back then thinking I'm investing in this guy because I wanted him to be my husband, but I was not realizing he was making zero investments in, into me and zero effort into showing me that I'm valuable and I'm special to him. So that's just like a, a touch in the touch on the past. So and again, that's a part of the reason like I later realized like we I broke up with them because we weren't equally yoked. And um, what I wanted from a relationship from a partner, he was not given me. So when I went to live with him and his mother, um, he just showed me even more fully that he didn't give it an ish about me anymore. Um, he was just so disrespectful. Like we, our rooms were right beside like wall to wall to each other. And he would see me and not even say a word to me. Like it, this is in his house and it was so awkward. So imagine like I'm living with my ex. This is not my ideal situation. I went from being completely independent to taking, taking complete care of myself for, years like seven years I lived by myself to care of myself and I never ever asked him to do anything which is a problem I now realized um and now that I needed some help it was like he'd even know me he was acting like I was a stranger um just my my visual presence was a bother to him, but I just kind of kept it quiet and I kept to myself. I was, I did so many things to like get out of the house. Thank God, um, it was during the summertime, so in New York they have a lot of free events and, um, you know, just outdoor things to do. So I was outside a lot. I went to the library a lot. I was just doing research and just getting out of the house, even if it meant just like going to the park and going on a walk. 
um, I, I was just so shattered and heartbroken because I was thinking, wow, I thought I was investing five years into this guy. I, I uplifted him. I supported him. I got him into a position where he's able to take care of himself. Um, I got him to a position where he's able to have health benefits. He's able to have insurance. He's able to have a job. And now that I'm in trouble, he won't even look at me. It's like, I don't even know you. Don't, don't even bother me. Don't even give me, like, I'm not going to give you any of my time. And um, that was, like, a, again, a part of the reason why we broke up because I realized that. But now that I was there living with him and seeing the way he was behaving, I was like, wow. I, I He made me feel like... I was half an inch tall and again, especially granted all the things that I did for him and this is when we we're together, I was expecting that he had enough respect for me to say, you know what, Kalia, um, you've done a lot for me when we we're together and I'm going to try to help you to get to a better position. And um, that didn't happen. And I was just, you know, that was a part of the heartbreak, just seeing the way he he was treating me when I was down. And when he was down, I never treated him like that. Um, when I say down, like not working, I never treated him like that. So um, I learned some things about him that blew my mind and blew me away. I didn't think that he would have been that kind of person to... I guess, be in a situation like that, but it is what it is. And um, it, it just blew my mind. And I realized, like, I didn't know this person or I refused to acknowledge who he was. And um, I realized when we were together, I, I invested so much of myself and my time and my energy into pouring into him and filling him and giving to him, making sure that he was, he was full and he was satisfied and all that stuff. And during that time, I didn't realize I was starving myself. Like I was literally emaciated, like emotionally emaciated spiritually emaciated because I was just given so much to him but I didn't even recognize while it was happen happening that he was never pointing to me he was never feeling me all he would do is like if I said something positive he would just say something positive back he would never start off with he would never initiate doing something good for me it would always be me doing something and he would just do it on the returning end and it's like me living with him and, and seeing his behavior. I was like, wow, this is this is a person that I gave all those years of my life to. Why did I do it? And um, I, I realized I when we we're together, I didn't know what love was. I thought I knew, but I was completely clueless. I was just looking for what I thought love was. And I thought it was just someone being there with you. And I think that was basically it. Um, my definition of love back then, I didn't even think I had one, in all honesty. Um, because I didn't, looking at it now, I did not love myself. 
um, enough to know that you don't allow someone to treat you that way. Um, and I just made a lot of excuses and for him, I would always be pushing him like, you need to get a better job. You need to do this. You need to do that. You can do so much more than this. And he was always saying like, I don't need a lot. Like I can just have nothing. Cause I met him. He wasn't working. He was like, he was fine with that. I'm like, how are you? He's, um, 11 years older than me. So I'm like, how are you older than me and fine with not working? How does that even operate? And I said, no, 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 you need to do this and you need to like help your mom. You need to like be um, more driven. But he told me that he was fine with it. He wasn't, it wasn't a bother to him. But I I didn't realize like, you know, I think it wasn't Maya Angelou that said, when people tell you who they are, believe them. I did not get that memo. I (laughs) I did not get that memo. I just saw this guy and... I saw the greatness that he could become because I don't know, that's how I look at people. I just see what they could become. At least I used to look at people that way. I don't necessarily look at people that way anymore unless um, there's a much deeper connection and I, I see more, you know, we have a, it's like a mutually beneficial relationship. I'm not just throwing myself out there and, and pouring into people randomly anymore. I'm like, nah. Because I've learned um, people will see your energy and they'll come and feed off of it like, like a vulture. And I think that's what he did. He, he recognized I was, I was young and I was naive. Um, I think I was 23 when we met. And I was young and naive and um, he appeared to be nice um then but I also didn't have many examples of how a man is supposed to treat a woman in my life also so I didn't have a good reference point to say hey this is a good gauge of of how a man should be treating you so the little bit he did I thought like oh my gosh this is great like he would do two things I'm like oh my gosh thank you so much like it's not that serious you didn't do anything amazing um but I was I realized I was putting, I had so many expectations I was putting on him like to fulfill me and make me feel happy. I was just unhappy with myself because during that time, um, no, before we broke up, I I had a job that I was really unhappy with. And I, I mentioned the last episode, I one morning, um, my 29th birthday, I just woke up and I was crying. I was crying for a whole hour. And... Um, I think it was just a combination of I was unhappy with my career choices and I was unhappy in my relationship, but I didn't, I didn't acknowledge it truthfully to myself, truthfully to myself that I was unhappy with him. I was still waiting for him to change and asking him to change all these ways, but he was already telling me, no, I'm happy as I am, fine as I am, and I'm fine with like the basics. I need nothing beyond basic and standard. I need nothing beyond what I have at this present moment. So... But I always wanted more. I wanted to go higher and do more. But he was never that person to push and be driven and motivated and want more. Um, but I was looking for him to be that. And he wasn't that for himself. And at the time, I didn't have the self-awareness to recognize that I needed certain things within myself 
that a partner could never give me. And if I did want that for a partner, I didn't know how to acquire it. I didn't know that I needed to have it within myself first. So um, this was like, you know, from the past and just me reflecting on like seeing the way he was treating me while I was living there. And it was just it was just tough. The the things I learned about him and um, it, it was like, wow, this is a person I, I gave you five years of my life and you just wasted all of my time. Um, who are you? Literally, who who are you? But the truth is, he did tell me, he showed me who he was the entire time we were together. He showed me that he wasn't motivated. He showed me that he wasn't encouraged. He showed me that he only cared about himself. He showed me that he was selfish. Um, and, and you're probably thinking, but he got you, he had you stay in his house. I'm like, yeah, he did. But it's going to sound arrogant and fool myself. But I'm like, I feel like that's the least he could have done for all that I did for him for all those years that we were together. And I mean, I, I do appreciate and I do especially appreciate his mom for helping me out. And, um, you know, I, I gave her gifts and just to show that show her my appreciation. But um, even when I left there, um, I knocked on his door to say, you know, thank you for letting me stay here. And it was it, it got to the point where. I I tried to talk to him um, that that final time that I spoke to him to say thank you and um, he opened the door he would not even look me in my face he would not look me in my eyes he was looking everywhere else except at me looking me in my face and I'm like wow this is where I stand so and again while I was there I realized okay it's completely over there's no chance of salvaging anything at all um this guy gives zero craps about you. Um, so I was like, wow, okay, I I was, I can't look to somebody else to validate me. I needed to validate myself, um, but I didn't know how to do that. And while I was there, just the, 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 everything that was happening was so overwhelming um, with not working and looking for work and, and the stuff going on with him and how he was treated me and thinking about the past and the time I wasted and my future is going nowhere. I was just, I fell into a really deep depression. Um, I had one of my really good friends was like, was like the person I spoke to pretty much every day. And she was really like helpful in helping me get through that period because we spoke every day and she really understands me emotionally and spiritually. Like she, she gets me. And, um, I feel like that was like the help I had. And like, I had my sister I was talking to during that time, but it was just so difficult and just so hurtful and heartbreaking and shattering to know that, wow, I gave this person so much of my time and they just, crapped on me like it was nothing and treating me like I was literally nobody and um it was just devastating and I was again I was in such a deep depression and just so sad like I was just so heartbroken over um everything that just happened with him and the way things transpired and the things that I learned about him living there and the way he behaves 
um, all that, it was there while we were dating, but I didn't see it. And, you know, it's interesting. God puts you in certain positions because sometimes the only way to learn is to go through it and learn the hard way and have the experience. Because at this point, um, me being there, I saw him in a light I've never seen him before or refused to see and acknowledge him in. And everything was like apparent, like all the the veils and, and veils and masks and, and, and everything that I had on just came off and it fell off and I was just open and seeing everything raw. It's like, you know, when you see behind the scenes of, of something, like it's not magical anymore. Like you you, you know the trick behind the, the magic, like, oh, it's, it's not that interesting anymore. It's just that. But I had to go go and see him as he was to see the truth, to see the full picture, to see this is a person. Like you do not want to be with this person. They're dishonest. They're they're not trustworthy. They're not they're not um they're selfish. They are full of themselves. Like, you know, they, like all the qualities I don't like in a person, he was a representation of that. If it's a problem that you have not acknowledged and you need to acknowledge it. I think you attract those people to you as well. And there were so many problems that I didn't recognize. And um, me loving myself was one of them. And I realized like the reason I was so heartbroken was because I did still care for him and I did still love him. But seeing this, it was like, wow, I didn't know or I didn't realize this is who he was and then I realized I didn't love myself because I allowed such horrible behavior and such like him being nasty in so many ways to me and I just pushed it to the side and then um there was this one day that I was really really depressed and a lot was happening and at work we get these flowers delivered to the office and um Again, it was a summertime, so it was really hot. And the, the flowers came in a box. And when I opened the box, the flowers were so wilted and like the leaf tips, leaf, leaf tips were black. Um, the buds were still closed. I'm like, okay, this looks dead. So I wanted to throw it out, but I'm like, you know what? Let me not throw it out. Like maybe I'll come back. Um, let me put it in some water so it can like rest and recover. I don't know why I did that. Um, because I am not a, a flower person. Um, I didn't even know what kind of flowers they were. I never looked at any flowers like that, but something about me and something about those flowers, it they, they felt like something more. So I couldn't throw them out. So I put them in the back. And a few days later, I forgot all about them. So I'm like, let me bring them to the front when they, they eventually opened up. And um, I was sitting at my desk and then I looked at them and I was like, wow, those flowers are absolutely stunning. Those flowers are absolutely beautiful. How did I not recognize this before? And um, I, I told I the, the I took a when they first came and I took a picture of them. 
I don't know why I took a picture, but I took a picture of them. And um, then I took a picture of that after, and I, I sent it to my friends. And my friend, she was like, wow, don't you think it's significant that she took a picture before and a picture after? Um, I said, no. She says, well, I think it is because something about these flowers, like you knew they weren't over. Something was going to change in them. And no, no, she said something about the flowers was significant. And I'm just like, you know what? I, you know, I know, but I didn't, I just thought something was going to change, but I didn't, think anything, I didn't think anything of it. And so I was thinking somewhere, I'm like, you know what? You know what this actually feels like? It feels like God in, in the terms of these flowers felt like me, how I felt during that period, I was so broken. I was so worn down. I was so tired. I was so wilted. I was so um, just worn out. And then when I put them in the in the um, in water and like put some plant food in there and put them to the side. Again, I don't know why I did it, but I felt like, you know, maybe it was God. Like maybe that's that's how God's treated me. And then I saw it like God just said, this is how I see you. The same way that you saw these flowers were in need. And instead of throwing them out, you took them out and you, you, you gave them some water and some food and put them to rest. That's what I do with you. When you're going through a difficult time, I don't just throw you out. I come back. I take you back and I give you nourishment and I give you care and I give you love so that you can be transformed into who I want you to be. And I'm telling my friend that she's like, wow. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even realize that. And so during this time of just this again, this period of, of humility and revelation, um, God also spoke to me because I was so down. I just turned to prayer a lot. And um, that message, that particular day, again, I was so down. And once, the few days later, when I when I recognized and like literally voice, God spoke to me. And I mentioned it before, like God talks to me. I, I hear a voice and I see vision sometimes. So um, when God said that to me, I was just blown away and... Um, I was just filled with so much hope when I saw those flowers bloom. They were the most beautiful flowers I have ever seen. And it's like I needed to see them come back to life. I needed to believe that things were going to change. I needed to believe that these flowers that were on the brink of death can come back to life. And it was, you know, representative of my life because I felt... I, again, at this point I was, you know, I was working, but, um, it was, I, again, I was still living in the same situation, so I still needed to get my money together, but it was like, God was also showing me like things are going to get better and show me into the future. Like, it's not going to be like this forever, but you need to learn these lessons so that you can apply them and not make the same mistakes again. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so true. All these things that happened with this guy, I put so much time into him. 
I recognized I loved him more than I loved myself. I valued him more than I loved myself. And I didn't know what love was when I was with him. I didn't. I literally only learned what love was last year. Literally. I literally learned what love was last year. And um, during that period, I also, you know, I I felt so out of sorts. I'm like, I needed a community I needed something positive, so I joined a church. And um, I was never into church before, but I found a church that the community was really strong and it was like younger people and I felt connected. So that worked for me. And um, so I was reading a lot of Bible, reading the Bible a lot, just trying to get my bearings and just trying to find something to pull me through every day. And then I'm like, one of the questions I was asking all the time, I'm like, what is love? What is it? Because clearly what I thought it was, it's not. And um, I came across 1 Corinthians verse 13, um, 4 to 7. And it goes, love is patient and kind, never jealous, boastful, proud, or rude. Love isn't selfish or quick-tempered. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs that others do. Love rejoices in the truth, but not in evil. Love is always supportive, loyal, hopeful, and trusting. And that simple verse for me was so much during that time. And it really had me reflect on, hmm, the when we were together, was he patient? No, he lost his temper all the time, like, if something didn't work out for him, he was always yelling and carrying on like a banshee. Was he kind when he felt like it? And I was going through all these things, and I'm like, wow, he never loved me. This isn't this isn't what God's love looks like. And I said, I needed to see what God's love looks like because um my childhood, my parents were never together. And um, my father, he was um, more focused on other women than committing to being a father. And he was young and out and carefree and irresponsible and not the best father. But I thought he was amazing. And um, he was... He came and went as he felt like it, and I never felt I had his attention. And I just wanted to have his time and his, and his attention. And I felt like when I was a child, when he was in my life, the relationship was me waiting for him, me, you know, waiting to see him, me waiting to see if he's going to keep his promise, me being let down by him when he said he's going to come get me, but he never did. It was just all these letdowns. But then, I didn't recognize it then, but I was making all these excuses that whenever he came, I quickly forgot all the things that he did wrong to me, all the ways he was hurting me just to have that moment. And that low expectation of having this man hurt you, but his presence is going to be um, a vindication, and that, that translated into my adulthood where um, just having someone there but not fully emotionally um, 
spiritually, physically supportive was translated in the person that I picked to be in a relationship with. And for five years, even though I was not fully happy, that it was, I was trying to make him someone that he wasn't. And um, I didn't recognize it. And I found someone that had similar traits to my father, that he was unreliable. Um, he did things when he felt like doing things. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? And, you know, these things that, you know, parents, when you have children, your relationships matter because your children are or seeing is they're seeing this and that's going to translate into their adulthood um in some way shape or form and i also never saw a healthy relationship between a man and a woman um again my parents were never together and so i literally never saw a man woman dynamic like what that would look like a healthy dynamic what that should look like it was just between my mother and father he'd come over we would like watch a movie or something and um him and my mother would get into an argument and he would just leave. And then I would just be waiting again until like, when am I going to see him next? When is he going to feel like he's going to want to come over or pick me up? And it so it was like the bar was so low. The, the bar of expectation of like what a man is was so low because he did not show me as a father. This is, you know, you keep your promises. This is what love looks like when you care about someone. This is what you do because he didn't show me that he was he cared. He didn't show me that he, cons- he was consistent. And so I, I found someone that showed me that he wasn't caring, wasn't consistent. And um, it took and it took me living with him and seeing him on a day-to-day and and connecting the past to the present to recognize, wow, these, look at these issues that I brought from my childhood into my present and the very thing I wanted to avoid, I ran right into it. Again, I didn't realize it until just last year after going through that period and then like sitting just reflecting and going through everything and find, trying to figure out like what are these lessons that I can learn here and I was praying I was praying to God so much and like asking God to show me the lessons and show me how I can grow how can I release myself from being tied to this person emotionally and spiritually um because we were together and we we did go through a lot but my emotions were still tied to him and he's completely clearly let go of me but I'm like I wasn't still um emotionally free of him Um, my spirit was still tangled with him and and feeling just so hurt and let down by him I'm just asking God to like help me let that go and you know I realized that's where I was asking God to show me what love is and that's where the verse came in with um first corinthians um love is kind never jealous boastful proud or rude Love isn't selfish, quick-tempered. Love rejoices in the truth, but not in evil. Love is always supportive, loyal, hopeful, and trusting. And trust is used, I think, two times. Two times in this. This verse is just like a foundation of what love is. And... You know, when I asked God to show me love, it's like I something that I had to do was like look inside myself 
and I realized like, am I, am I patient with myself? And I realized like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm very hard on myself and I push myself a lot. And um, sometimes I'm not kind to myself. I'm like, no, you, you didn't do enough. You didn't do that. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. And so it's like sometimes, you know, I realize like the the things you don't want, you attract it even like because of the way you speak to yourself. I don't know about you. Like, do you, are you aware of the way you speak to yourself internally? Like what's, what's your internal monologue like? Because mine at times has been, again, in that past season has been, or previously was very negative um, in terms of this isn't enough, you need to do better. Um, but I wasn't patient with myself. I wasn't supportive and all like there were, there were a lot of things I wasn't. And I was looking for those qualities in someone that I wasn't given myself. So that I was like, oh my God, to recognize all the ways that you're wrong is, is hard. It's hard to say like, okay, I attracted this person. So what is my role in this whole scenario? And I had to get real and say, you know what? Um, I was looking for someone to give me things that I wasn't giving myself and fill me in ways that I wasn't full myself. So I realized I had to really take a step back and learn to figure out what, what loving myself looks like. And so I moved in in like like February 2019. I moved out in June, the end of June. So I was there for a few months. And but like those few months, yeah, so February for those four months felt like an eternity. But I learned so much and um, I talked to God and God showed me so much and opened my eyes. And I said, God, give give me wisdom so I could um, see the lessons you're trying to show me and I could understand them and apply them because I know that I was hurt. And I know when I was in that state, I wasn't fully open to receiving certain things. So I had to ask for that wisdom to be open. And my eyes were open and that's where I went back and I reflected on my childhood and my relationship with my father. Cause I'm like, wait, what other relationships with men did I have were my reference points? And I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't really have any. I think the only positive male relationship I've had was with my grandfather and, um, that's my mother's father. And he was very, um, positive and supportive and, he loves me. He was patient. He was loyal. He was kind. He was truthful. Um, and all all of our interactions, I remember with my grandfather, I enjoyed. So looking at yourself and seeing where am I messing up is difficult but necessary. And I realized, you know what, I had to take time to be alone to love myself, get myself to an emotionally, spiritually healthy place where I'm not looking for a man to give me validation or for companionship because I feel lonely. Because I look at that relationship that I was in previously, I'm like, what, what were the good things I got from it? 
And I literally can't think of anything. Only thing that I got was companionship. Um, but the other ways, like I, it wasn't full. And I'm thinking, you know, like think about your relationships or the people in your life supportive like really like do they fill you do they make you feel good do they feel like are they are they giving you life are you energized when you're with them like when you're without them are you still energized like there shouldn't be a reason why when you're alone you don't feel full and satisfied and enough if you need other people to make you feel enough that is not love you need some, there's a lot of self-work that needs to be done there. Because yes, other people add to our lives, but we're with ourselves all the time. We can't escape ourselves. So having that self-love and being reflective is so important. And again, I, like, I, I'm 32, I'm about to turn 33 in July. Like I just learned this last year that this is what I need. I didn't recognize it before. And this period, so many things has happened, like so many changes internally, emotionally, mentally, spiritually has happened. And um, my eyes has been open to so many more things. And it's like, for I, I realize now that love starts with yourself first. And it's being respectful to yourself, being kind to yourself, cherishing yourself, be kind, you know, being um, treating yourself in a way that you want other people to treat you. Because if you, if you're not taking account of how you treat yourself, it's going to be so easy for other people to just disregard you and step all over you. And yeah, look at those relationships, like all of them, family, friends. What are you getting from it? Are you feeling full? Are you feeling depleted and empty and drained after this person leaves? What's it looking like? And those are things, um, yeah, during that other period, again, some other relationships ended because, again, it was revealed to me people's true natures became clear to me that it wasn't clear before. So there are some longtime friendships that I had. Um, some family, some longtime friends. I'm like, this can't work anymore. Or people just showed me who they were. And I and again, didn't show me. I just realized, I finally recognized you've been this whole person, that you've been this person all along, but I'm just not recognizing who you are. And I can't have this in my life anymore because I need to love myself. And for me to love myself, if it means cutting, letting you go, then you're going to have to go. Family, friend, or not, I don't care if you've been friends since, like, childhood. If you're not filling me and adding positively uh, positively to my life in every way, I can't do it. Not to say that, like, everyone, you know, you're going to have conflict in, in, in relationships, but the the big takeaway is it has to be more good you get from the relationship than anything else. Some relationships, they're just there to take up space. And that's a real question to ask yourself, like, what's this relationship really about at the end of the day? What am I getting from this? What am I giving to this? And not that not to say that, like, you know, it's going to be a, a equally balanced, but you sh- both people should feel full and fulfilled and enjoy their relationship. It shouldn't be 
you feel depleted or you feel incomplete or like, oh, I need this person to survive. Like if you feel like that, like, nah, that's a problem. Another person cannot be your your lifeline. Mm-mm. Nope, they cannot be your lifeline because then what happens? Because like, you know what? You didn't come in here unless you're a conjoined twin. That's the only reason. Like if you're separated, you literally die. But other than that, we are individual people, individuals, and we should be full by ourselves. I had to look to God to give me those realizations, to open my eyes, to see those things within myself. And, um, you know, I mentioned that was my period of humility and revelation because so many things got clear to me and I had to humble myself in so many, every way, all the ways I thought I had control of my life before God is like, nope, 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 no, you don't not anymore. You don't. And I was just like, you know, you, you ever had that dream? Cause this is a dream. I always had that. I was like on, um, uh, top of a waterfall then I just heard falling and then I'm wailing my arms um and my legs just trying to grab onto something that's how I feel like I've been living my my life before and now I'm finally in a space where I'm loving myself and I'm taking time to myself to care for myself and be patient with myself and just listen to my internal like listen to my spirit like what's my spirit saying listen to my instincts because so many times, if I had listened to my instincts about people, I would have been, like avoided all this heartache. That's another thing. Listen to your instincts. Because for me, your instincts is, is that thing that connects you with your source, with your creator. And connects you to your spirit. Like that, that part of yourself that is not visual, but it's the entire essence of you. It's like your lifeline to say... Yeah, go ahead. Like, nah, this isn't right. Because a lot of times, like, you know, you meet people and something just is not right, but you can't put your hand on it. I'm, I've, I used to be like, you know what? Let me just go for it anyway. And I'll just see how it goes. Like now, if I, if I meet you and my vibe isn't there, like, I'm not trying to build anything with you. I'm like, nah, I'm not feeling this vibe. I'm not doing anything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And again, I'm changing so many ways. Because like now I've been learning to trust myself and trust my instincts and trust my intuition. Like trust those things that God has already given me. Trust those things that are within myself that I have the capacity to learn. And even though I didn't see a childhood, a healthy relationship between a man and woman, I know internally what it should look like. I know how I want to love myself. I don't know how I want to be loved. And I shouldn't have to beg for it. If you feel like you have to beg someone to to be in your life and be present and and be there like that, that person is not for you. They already showed you, I don't care about you. Because there's so many times people show us how they feel about us, but we just don't, we don't listen. No, just follow your instincts. Don't be thirsty and desperate for anybody. Be yourself and step into those places that you're supposed to step in. Like ask, ask your creator, is this, is this where I'm supposed to be? If you don't know, just be still and be quiet. It will come to you. Just listen to your first instinct, that first inclination you have. Like, it, And then normally, again, it's like the way God talks. Like, it's always, a lot of times it's so quiet. It's never loud. It's like, nah, something about this person. I don't, I don't know. Something isn't right. Remember that. Don't ignore it. Whenever you hear that little voice, 
when you have a, a first experience or something happens and you're like, Ugh, I don't know about that. Stop and listen to it. What, what was that? What was that? You don't know about what? What'd you say? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Trust that little voice. Trust that little voice. Sometimes it's just best to be by yourself to just think and reflect and just meditate and have like uh, recently I've been having, you know, periods where I just have no noise when I'm home. I'll have like no radio on, no music just to have silence because sometimes in silence, God speaks to you and you'll get a message. But if you always have noise and you're always on the phone with somebody, you're always doing this, always doing that. You can't like you can't get anything. So just be open again, be open to getting these messages and recognizing like who you should let in, who you should not let into your life, how you should be treating yourself. And um, the thing about love is it's complicated and it's complex and it's layered. The most important thing is you have to love yourself first, no matter what, no matter what, you have to love yourself first and be kind to yourself first. You cannot go loving someone more than you love yourself, period. It makes no sense because you are a vessel. It's like, it's like you're a vehicle. Like you can't go picking up all these people and you have no gas in your tank. Be fueled up. You need to be ready to go out into the world. Like if you're a mom or whatever it is, I know a lot of people are parents or first time parents and they're like, oh, my child is my world. They're my everything. And I'll do everything for my child. Like, yeah, but what are you using for yourself, though? Like you can't pour into someone when you're empty because you're pouring emptiness like you're pouring air. Fill yourself first and then you'll recognize. OK, I can be he- be here in this capacity and you have to learn to set boundaries also because sometimes people will take advantage of your kindness. Set boundaries, like love yourself, set boundaries, and value yourself so that when you're moving in this world, like you're not being depleted, move energized, move passionately, move full. And so whenever you meet people, like they see that you're full, like, and they come like you, you're, when you're full, you attract full people into your life and that's the place I'm in now I'm looking to attract full people in my life because I'm I'm feeling myself right now I'm getting myself full I'm getting myself energized I'm filling myself with love I'm filling myself with discernment I'm filling myself with um intention I'm filling myself with positivity I'm filling myself with like what everything that first Corinthians says I'm filling myself with patience I'm filling myself with kindness I'm filling myself with humility I'm filling myself with um, selflessness. I'm filling myself with patience. You know, all these things. I'm filling myself with truth. And truth is, again, looking at yourself to recognize, like, where am I messing up? Because you can't have, like, the same issue all the time. It's not the issue, it's you. If you're having these similar problems, you are the problem. And that's something I've I've learned. Like, yeah, I haven't I haven't had a, a lot of relationships. Um, that was my longest and most serious relationship. But um, I don't need to make this mistake like any more times. I'm mean, like, I am analyzing, I am learning all these lessons. Cause next time, he's gonna be my husband. <laughs> that next guy's gonna be my husband. I'm like, I'm not here to play games, I'm not here to waste time. Um, the the biggest takeaway is 
you cannot love someone, receive love, or give love fully unless you really truly love yourself. And take time to yourself to discover what that self-love looks like. And again, that is a journey. Everything is a journey. It takes time. But don't, you know, don't waste time with foolishness. You are valuable. Your time is valuable. You are worthy of love and and someone who cares about you. And, um, you know, always remember that. Always remember that. And sometimes some people, I think they feel like, they would rather have some man than no man or have some woman than no woman. I'm like, nah. If it means being alone, you need to learn to be alone. If, if you have a difficult time being by yourself, you need to stop and really think about why that is difficult for you. And if that's difficult for you, you need to step all the way into that and find comfort in it because guess what? You are with yourself all of the time. You cannot escape yourself. Um, so don't be afraid of being alone and just taking that, that, that time to just reflect and improve on yourself. You know, we're not, we're not perfect. Like we're always being molded. On a final note, if you have trouble identifying love, this is a time to use your God sense. Go back to episode number two to see what God sense is. But think to yourself, what would my creator want of me? Forgetting everything you've known of your life, your past, what anybody has ever told you, especially if they're negative messages of what love is, step outside of that and think, why would some force have created me? Why am I created? And how should I be treated? Ask your creator, what does love look like? How should I be loved? And listen, listen, watch, pay attention. Messages are always being given out and revealed. We're often not paying attention to things happening around us that we miss messages. But ask your creator a question about love if you're uncertain in it. And be patient and be still. Thank you for listening to the Godsend Show. Until next time, stay blessed and keep moving forward. Connect with me on Instagram at Godsend Show. Comment, like, and share.